أعوذ بالله سميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله شلون تعالى we take a look tonight at a new series that's revolved around bid'ah and its people inshallah ta'ala and we entitled this series introduction to bid'ah and the various factions of ahlul bid'ah tonight we begin with an introduction of bid'ah and we take a look at a book that is well known amongst the tulab and also amongst some of the common muslim and the book is entitled Al-Irshad ila Sahih al-Itiqad wa Rad ala Ahla Shirk Ilhad A guidance to the correct belief and a refutation upon the people of atheist shirk and atheism by Shaykh Saleh al-Fawzan Hafidhullah With the introduction we take a look at this particular book which speaks about Tahrif al-Bid'ah and wa'iha wa'ahkamiha and zuhur al-bid'i fi hayat al-muslimin wa al-asbab al-lati adat ila dharik so we take a look at tonight introduction of bid'ah understanding bid'ah lughatan wa istilahin understanding bid'ah in the language and bid'ah in the deen in its various types and its ruling as well as the appearance of bid'ah in the life of the muslimin and the causes that lead to it and in part 2 and thereon inshallah ta'ala we take a look at a book qamus al-bid'i it's a dictionary of innovation and the book is an extraction of some of the works of a sheikh Al-Allama Muhammad Nasruddin Al-Albani Rahimahullah Wherein it mentions the various factions The various groups of innovation That's the primary book we're going to use inshallah And some references inshallah ta'ala And with Allah's tawfiq Before we begin we all know the evil nature of bid'ah and we all are familiar with the hadith of the Masjid Wasallam on the authority of Umm al-Mu'mineen, Umm Abdullah, Aisha radiallahu anha, when she said, Qalat, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in ahdatha fi amrina, hadha ma laysa minhu fuhurad. Mutafakun alayhi, Bukhari Muslim, wa fi riwayatil lil-Muslim, man amala amalan laysa alayhi amruna fuhurad. So we're all familiar with the famous narrations that are recorded in Bukhari and Muslim. Wherein the mother of the believers, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she mentioned that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, whomever innovates in this affair of ours that's not from it, it is rejected. Bukhari and Muslim. And then in the riwayah, the narration for Muslim, it says, whomever does an action 
that's not from the affair of alms, it is rejected. And the ulama, they explain these two narrations. They say that the first one, whomever innovates in this affair of ours, it goes for the innovator, the one who innovates the action. And the second narration, whoever does an action of innovation covers the one who practices it. So therefore, no one can make an excuse why I did not innovate it. I only followed it. Because both narrations covers the innovator and the follower of that innovation. So these narrations are clear of the repugnancy of innovation. In many more narrations and verses in the Quran that warns us and prohibit us from falling to innovation. So we want to look at, inshallah, in this series, what is innovation? How do we understand it? What are its types? What is the ruling of innovation? When did it appear? What are the causes of the Muslim nation from falling into innovation? What leads them to innovation? So therefore, inshallah ta'ala, we can safeguard ourselves and our families from falling into innovation. So we begin with a look at the book by Sheikh Saleh Al-Fawzan, Hafidhullah, as I mentioned, in which our brother Abu Abdus Salam Al-Jayaini, he's covered the book already in relation to Bid'ah. He's covered this particular portion of the book by a Sheikh Saleh Al-Fawzan, the book Irshad Ila Sahi Al-Ittiqad Wa Rad Ala Ahl Shirk Al-Had. A very beneficial book. A very beneficial book. And he covers innovation at the end of the book. After talking about a Tawheed, the types of Tawheed, and all the other important factors of Aqidah, then he, he closes it out by Al-Wala Wal-Bara. And then he talks about Tahdir min Abidi. Warning, he, he closes the book and in warning from innovation. <clears throat> so we briefly take a look we're not going to mention everything he mentions there but we're going to kind of summarize it and take as much as we can inshallah tonight into introduction and then next week we start with some of the factions inshallah those factions that have crept into the muslim ummah those various groups and where what are their innovations what are their innovations that they innovated into the religion Inshallah Ta'ala, as I mentioned with Allah's tawfiq. So the Shaykh, Shaykh Saleh Al-Fawzan, Hafidhullah, he says in relation to Bid'ah in the first chapter and its types and its ruling, he said, Ta'rifaha al-Bid'ah, filuga. So first, understanding Bid'ah in the language. It's important to understand a word in Arabic first in the language and then understand it in the religion it brings much more clarity much more clarity so he says that bid'ah in the language is taken from the word bid'i ba'dal'in and he says wa huwa wa huwa ala ghayri madhal sabiqa wa minhu qawluhu ta'ala 
where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, Bidi'u samawati We, we, we cut off. Okay, naam, inshallah. <clears throat> naam. So, we're going to backtrack, inshallah, based on some technical problems, inshallah. So, as we mentioned, this is an introduction tonight. And tonight, we're covering the explanation of bid'ah, understanding what bid'ah is in the language, lughatin wa istilahin. Understanding bid'ah in the language and in the deen And its types And the rulings of innovation And the causes in which the Muslims Or which led the Muslims to it And the places in which innovation had appeared As you mentioned, this particular portion of the book Our brother Abu Abdul Salam al He's covered it before But the reminder benefits the believers and for those who have never heard it, then it will benefit you uh, even more. And Allah Ta'ala A'lam. So we mentioned that Sheikh Fawzan, Hafidahullah, he said that bid'ah in the language is taken from the word bid'i. Ba'dal ayn. And he says, it is wahul ikhtira' ala ghayri madhal sabiqa. He said it is to invent something or to originate something in which nothing like it came before it. As Allah said in the Quran, Bedi'u samawati wal ard. This is Surah Baqarah 117, meaning that Allah is the originator of the heavens and the earth. So the Shaykh says, meaning that He originated it in which it was nothing like it before it. So Allah says, That Allah is the originator. So you see the word bid'ah is there. Here in the Quran, it is ba-dal-ya-ain. So Allah says He's the originator of the heavens and the earth. So this is how the word is used in the, in the Arabic language, to originate something, to invent something in which nothing like it came before it. And then he brings another verse in the Quran, Shaykh Salih Fawzan Hafid Allah Ta'ala, where he says, وَقَالَهُ تَعَالَى كُلْ مَا كُنْتُ بِدْعٍ مِنَ الرَّسُولِ What he said about the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, where Allah is, told, is telling the Messenger to say, that I am nothing new among the Messengers. So here the word bid'ah is used again, where it says, كُلْ مَا كُنْتُ بِدْعٍ مِنَ الرَّسُولِ so now bid'ah is used again. So here, meaning that I am nothing new amongst the messengers. So in the language, the word bid'ah, it means to originate something. Something that is new. Something that's, that's nothing else came before it. So it's an innovation. So this is how it's used in the language. As it relates to bid'ah, it has several types. So the Shaykh says, Anwa' al bid'ah, al bid'i, he says, Al bid'ah fi deen nu'an. The bid'ah in the deen is of two types the Shaykh mentioned. He says, 
دنو الأول بدعة قولية اعتقادية He said بدعة is of two types بدعة is of two types The first It is Bid'a in statements of belief Bid'a in statements of belief And he says كما قالت الجهمية والمعتزلة والرافضة وسائر الفرق الضلالة واعتقادتهم He said like the statements of the Jahmiya Meaning the Quran is created And the Mu'tazila Denying the attributes of Allah And the Rawafid Rafida And so on and so forth And he said the rest, the rest of the groups Of misguidance And their beliefs So the first type of bid'ah Is the bid'ah of Innovative statements of belief So let me go back Bid'ah in the deen In the language It means to innovate something, to originate something in which nothing like it came before it. And as Allah said in the Quran, Bid'ir Samawati wal Ard. Allah is the originator of the heavens and the earth. So Tabakara 117. Meaning that he originated it where nothing like it came before it. And then he said about the Masjid of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that he should say, Kul ma kuntu bid'am min al-Rasul. I am nothing new from the messengers. Say, I am nothing new from the messengers. Meaning, other messengers came before me. So I'm nothing new. So this is how it's used in their language. Meaning, something that is not, or something that has is, is, is been originated, something that is uh, uh, new, nothing like it came before it. That's how it's used. Then he said, Bid'ah is of two types. One, Bid'ah, and innovative statements of belief, such as the Jahmiya, as I mentioned, like they say in the Quran is created, and the Mu'tazila, denying Allah's attributes, and so on and so forth. And like the Rawafidah, you know, like giving prophethood to Ali ibn Abi Talib. So these are bid'ah of qawliya. So he said, and the rest of the groups of deviation and their beliefs. He says, and Nu'adhani, the second type of bid'ah, is bid'ah fil ibadat bid'ah in worship bid'ah in worship he says such as worshiping Allah which was not has been legislated worshiping Allah with something that has not been legislated and let me give you a qaida a qaida a principle inshallah and you must write this down inshallah a principle in Islam is that al ibadah or ibadat it's a principle in Islam that's laid down by the scholars is that worship or all types of worship is prohibited except with a text. All types of worship are prohibited except with a text or a text in, in singular and plural. So the the origin is that if you don't have a text to do an action of worship, then that action of worship is prohibited. It's the opposite with everything else. Everything else has to be proven haram first. But worship from the origin's onset, it is haram except with the text. All else has to be proven to be haram. 
But its origin of worship from the very beginning is haram except with the text. So you must have a text to worship. So from that, what springs from that is, is a, another lesson. If you're doing an action of worship and someone comes to you and say, what's your proof of that? You can't say to them, no, you need to have the proof. No. The proof is upon you because you're doing an action that's prohibited except with the text. So, once again, he said that bid'ahs of two types. The bid'ah of qawliya itiqadiyya, innovative statements of belief. And two, bid'ah in ibadat, actions of worship, such as worshiping Allah without any foundation in the sharia for it. And then now he breaks this down into types. He breaks it down to types. So I want you to pay attention, inshallah. And as I mentioned, we're summarizing it. So for your benefit, inshallah ta'ala, if you want the whole uh, lesson, then you can refer back to those lectures that our brother Abu Abdussalam al-Jayaini uh, gave on that particular topic, inshallah ta'ala. But nonetheless, the Shaykh says that from this, it is anwa'a. It is, there are types. Nu'awwal, the first, ma yukunu fi asl al-ibadah, is the first that, when, is, is a bid'ah haqiqi, meaning that, is a true bid'ah. It has no origin whatsoever. There's no text at all to prove this action of worship. There's no text at all to prove this action of worship. And he said that, so such as salat, ghayri mashru'a, or siyamin, ghayri mashru'a, or iyadin, ghayri mashru'a, ka'iyad al-mawalid wa ghayriha. So he said, such as salat, which has not been legislated, or a fasting, which has not been legislated, or an Eid, a celebration that has not been legislated, such as the Mawlid, right, or the Prophet's birthday, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, or other than it. That's the first type of bid'ah. So the first type of bid'ah is the bid'ah that does not have an origin with it. And you can also use the terminology that ulama say, bid'ah haqiqi, or haqiqiyya, a true bid'ah, because it has no origin whatsoever. He said the second type from that in worship, Nuadhani, he says, Ma yukunu fi ziyada ala al-ibada al-mashru' It is that in which it has an origin, but you increase upon it. You increase upon it. So you can find, an or like dua, for instance. You can find dua has an origin in Islam. But now you take that thing that has an origin and you Increase upon it. You do it in a way, or salat. You do it. You do it in a way that's not legislated. As he said, he said such as, uh, such as uh, adding five rakaat to salatul dhuhr or asr, or similar to that. So the second type is that you increase upon something that is legislated. The first one is that it has no legislation at all, no origin. And you just outright innovated. The second type, which is very dangerous, 
because it has an origin. This is the one that can fool people. The first one, maybe you people can recognize it because they don't see it anywhere. They can say, well, no, I'm not accepting that. But the second one is more deceptive because it has an origin in the Sharia, but now you increase upon it. This can confuse people. So he says it's the second type. As relates to the third type, he says, ما يكون في صفة أداء العبادة بأن يؤديها على صفة غير مشروع. The third type is that the description of how you perform this particular action is other than how it's legislated in the Sharia. So now the third type also has an origin, but now how you perform it. Such as he mentioned making athkar, dhikr. He said, Al-Mashru' bi aswat jami'iyya. Such as making group dua. Like the Sufis, making group dua. So now dua has an origin, but how the dua is being practiced does not have an origin. So you can call this second and third type, you can call it bid'ah idafiyah. Or the bid'ah that's connected to something, meaning because it has it has an origin in the Sharia, but the how of it doesn't. Meaning how you increase upon it, you add to it like the salawat, or the performance of it, like dua, how you perform it, or even the salat, you perform it in a way other than how the Masjid of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, as he said, Pray as you see me pray. Pray as you see me pray. So now a person prays in a way other than how the messenger prayed. Praying has an origin. Salat has an origin. But now the kafiya, the how of it, is done in an innovative way. Or the increase upon it is innovation. So the first one that doesn't have an origin can be entitled bid'ah haqiqi or haqiqiyya. And the second and the third one can be entitled bid'ah idafiyya. And I hope I'm not going too fast. Am I going too fast, Abu Abdul Salam? And he says the fourth type as it relates to worship and innovation, and Nurabi'. He said that in which is connected to a specific time for worship of legislation, this legislated legislated worship. He says, such as the half of the month of Ramadan, I mean, Sha'aban, is night for, uh, 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 day for fasting and is night for standing and praying. And we know that this is a bid'ah, this uh, 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 type of, uh, of worship that a person specifies in a particular month or particular place and so on and so forth. So he said here that specifying a particular time, a specific time for worship that is legislated, but the time of it is not legislated. So now he said this is the fourth type of bid'ah as a classified in worship. He says relates to the ruling of bid'ah in the deen and its types. 
He said that كُلُوا بِرْعَى فِي الدِّينِ فَهِيَ مُحَرَّمَ وَدُلَالَ He said every innovation in the deen it is haram and it misguides. He said because the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said and beware of newly invented matters for indeed newly invented matters all of it is bid'ah and the dhulala and the misguidance. And this is very important to note because you have people today who say bid'ah hasana. And they have web a website that is dedicated to bid'ah hasana. To all the good innovations. Innovation, as we mentioned in the language, in customs, in arf, in customs, it is not haram. Bid'ah in customs. Example, Eyeglasses, they are a bid'ah. Airplanes, bid'ah. Watch, bid'ah. Microwaves, bid'ah. Cell phones, bid'ah. Radio, bid'ah. And, 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 and. All bid'ah. But it has no effect on the deen. It's bid'ah that is in the customs of the people. And it helps the people's lives to be better and improve their lives. <clears throat> so, there's nothing wrong with this. It's when it becomes bid'ah in the deen, where's the harm. And I remember uh, uh, many years ago, when we were first introducing the da'wah of the Salafiyyah in this area, some of the brothers were extreme. And they started to tell people that, you have a watch, this is a bid'ah. Because the Messenger of Sallallahu Alaihi didn't wear a watch. <laughs> so this is this is extreme. This is not the understanding of it. This is the bid'ah in customs. Yes, it's a bid'ah, innovation, but it's in customs and does not harm the religion. Also, on the other hand, you have people who take it light. They say bid'ah hasana. So that means that if, as long as it's good, it you know it's not a problem. It's, it's a bid'ah hasana. So and they use they, they, they use the statement of Umar radiallahu anhu wherein he brought the people together for tawarih prayers. And he said, Oh what a wonderful bid'ah. But not understanding he means in the language. Because we know the companions would not innovate anything in the religion of the Messenger. And also the Messenger ﷺ, he advised us to after him follow Khulafa Rashidina Mahdiyin. So follow their sunnah also. So here the ruling of bid'ah, he said every bid'ah in the deen. So that means whether it be good bid'ah or a bad bid'ah. A good bid'ah and a bad bid'ah. All of it is haram and it is misguidance. Then Shaykh Saleh Fawzan, he goes on to say, as the Messenger of said also, as the hadith are narrated in the beginning of the dars, whomever innovates in this affair of ours, that's not from it, it is rejected. Then he brings the other one, whomever does, من عمل عمل ليس عليه عمرنا فهرد. He brings the other narration, both of Bukhari, you have Bukhari Muslim, you have one in Muslim, whoever does an action, that's not from this affair of ours, it's rejected. Then he said, so therefore, that the hadith are indication upon that every innovation in the deen is a bid'ah. And he said, every wukulu bid'atin dolala marududa. 
and every bid'ah is a misguidance and rejected. And he said the meaning of that is that bid'ah in ibadat, in itiqadat, bid'ah in worship and in belief, he said is haram. It's haram. So that's the ruling on bid'ah. As it relates to the appearance of bid'ah, because as I mentioned, we want to talk about in brief, what is bid'ah in the language? What is bid'ah in the deen? What is the understanding of bid'ah? What is the ruling of bid'ah? And when did bid'ah first appear in the ummah? Because we're talking about the group's innovation. And in order to understand that they are innovating, we must first understand that innovation is not permissible in the deen. When you innovate in the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what you're saying in reality is that you are also a legislator along with Allah. One. You are saying that you are a legislator along with Allah. Two. You're saying that you know something that Allah had overlooked. And Allah has perfected the religion for us. Three. Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah he said that bid'ah is like akin to shirk. It is like shirk. Because you're making yourself, going back to the first thing I said, a legislator along with Allah. <coughs> so it's, it's similar to shirk. One of the worst innovation, innovative statements that I've ever heard in my life, and I'm pretty sure we've heard a lot of them, but I think the worst that I've ever heard is a person saying that Allah is a kafir. When I be like a Muslim, saying that Allah is a kafir. When I be like, this is the worstest statement of bid'ah I've ever heard. And he tried, what he was doing, he was trying to justify. It goes back to understanding the bid'ah or understanding Arabic in in lughatun istilahin. He was trying to prove a point against some of the Salafi brothers, those brothers who are not that well learned. And who rush into affairs and try to argue with every habba wa dhabba. And so they were arguing with him about certain affairs. This particular misguided person. And he knew the Arabic language very well. So he wanted to show them that they didn't understand what, what it meant for them to be Salafi. And he understood what a da'wah to Salafi was, but he wasn't Salafi. So he would say things like to them, well name me, okay, since you're a salaf, you name me 10 salaf. And they couldn't name. So what he did was, he wanted to show them that they didn't know the language, but he went too far. He said that Allah is a kafir. And he tried to make a point, he said, Allah says in the Quran that he covers the faults of the believers. Because the word kufr, which means disbelief, but originally means to cover. Like the, the, pre, the pre-Islamic Arabs will use the word kufr to mean like, like, a, like a, a top that covers a plate of food or a pot of food. It, it covers, it covers the food. This is what it means in its origin. But in the deen it means to disbelieve, but it still takes the meaning of covering. Because when a person disbelieves, he's covering the actual state that Allah created him in. To know that Allah is his Rabb. As Allah mentions in, 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 in uh, Surah Araf. 
when he took out of the, the loins of Adam all his progeny and made them testify that he was their Rabb. So every soul has the fitra to know Allah is their Rabb. So when a disbeliever, when he disbelieves, he's covering that natural state Allah has created him in. Which translate, translates to me he's disbelieving. So he wanted to show them a point that they didn't understand the language. But in doing so, he transgressed and came with something never, no one has ever came with. And it's a bid'ah qawliyah. He said Allah is a kafir. That's, I think that's the worstest bid'ah that I've ever heard someone say. And Allah Ta'ala a'lam. So bid'ah is a reality in this ummah. It's a reality amongst the Muslimin. You don't have to go far. But if you want to go far, if you go into the Muslim countries in Africa, and you go into Africa, if you go into the Middle East, if you go into all the Muslim lands, you see all types of bid'ah. That you, beyond imagination. So it's reality. So now the Shaykh, he goes into talking about, we have maybe about another uh, 15 minutes or so. He talks about the appearance of bid'ah in the life of the Muslimin and the causes that in which led to this innovation. So the Shaykh, he brings a statement of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah Rahimahullah, who died in 728 after the Hijra. It's important to know our Salaf. Ibn Taymiyyah, who died in 728 after the Hijra, who is amongst the Ash'ari, he's an, an avowed enemy to them. Because they consider Ibn Taymiyyah a kafir. And anyone who believes like him, a kafir. And not only the Ash'ari of old, today, right now on YouTube, you will find the people who who promote and spread this this Akira Dolala of misguidance, they openly say that Ibn Taymiyyah is a kafir when I billah. But Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah from our Salaf who died in 728 after the Hijra, Shaykh Salih Fawzan, Hafidullah Ta'ala brings a statement from him in relation to Bid'ah that he said that the bid'ah inma waqa'a fi al-umma fi al-umma fi awakhir khulafa'ir rashidin kama akhbara bihi nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam haythu qala man ya'ish minkum ba'di fasayara ikhtilafan kathira fa'alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnatu khulafa'ir rashidin mahdiyin min ba'di ila al-akhira hadith you can find this hadith uh and as Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Fawzan, he brings in the Majmu'ah Fatawa, but you can find it in Turmadi, you can find it in Imam Nawi, 40 Hadith, and other than that. So he says that Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, Rahimahullah said that in his Majmu'ah Fatawa, that bid'ah occurred in the later part of the Khulafa Rashidina Mahdiyin, the rightly got it, Khulafa, Khulafa. And he said, as reported by the Messenger wasallam, where he said, those who live long after me, you will see many differences. So, فَعَلَيْكُمْ sunnati. So, upon you is my sunnah. وَسُنَّةُ خُلَفَاءَ الرَّاشِدِينَ مَحْدِيِّينَ مِنْ بَعْدِي And the sunnah of the Khulafa الرَّاشِدِينَ الْمَحْدِيِّينَ After me. So, Ibn Taymiyyah goes on to say, and the first awwal al-bid'ah 
the first bid'ah that appeared, he said the bid'ah al-qadr, wal-bid'ah al-irja, wal-bid'ah al-tashi'i, wal-khwarij. So he said that the first bid'ah to appear is the bid'ah of qadr, meaning those who deny the qadr of Allah, like the qadriyya and the jabariyya. And we go over those groups, inshallah. We're going to cover those groups. We're going to save tonight and not go into any detail about them. But we're going to go over those groups. We're going to have some information about their bid'ah. So he said the first bid'ah was the bid'ah of qadr. And then he said the bid'ah of irja, the people who deny actions from iman. Or delay actions from Iman. And he said the bid'ah of the Shia. And the bid'ah of the Khawarij. And he said in this bid'ah it appeared in the Quran Adhani. Was Sahaba Mawjudun. He said this bid'ah appeared. He said in the second generation. When the companions were present. And they opposed this. And they opposed the people of bid'ah. Then he says... ثُمَّ ظَهَرَتْ بِدْعَةِ الْإِعْتِزَالِ Then the bid'ah of the Mu'tazila appeared. And this was like in the time of the Tabi'een, like Hassan al-Basri. This is when it first appeared. And we're going to talk about that, inshallah, when we get to those groups, who are the founders and so on and so forth. And then he said, Then the, fit, the, the fitan بين المسلمين And then that would occur between the Muslimin. And then he said, The ikhtilaf of opinions. And the leaning towards bid'ah. And he said, and desires. And then he said, the bid'ah of tasawwuf. The bid'ah of the Sufis appeared. And then he said, the bid'ah of bana'a al-kubur. Ba'da qurun mufaddila. Then he said, the bid'ah of building upon the graves. After the virtuous generation. And then he said, thereafter, later, he said, they increased the bid'ah in its types. And this is the end of the kalam of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah in his Majmu'ah Fatawa. So he started to outline those or the first appearance of bid'ah and how it started to appear. And then the second issue, the Shaykh brings Shaykh Saleh Fawzan, the makan, the place in which bid'ah first started to appear. The first issue was the time frame. When did the bid'ah start to occur? He brought the narration of the Masjid when the Masjid told us it will have happened. When he said that in that long narration, that's on authority of Irdad. And you go back to the, the 40 hadith, Imam Nawi, I believe it's the 18th or 19th hadith, something like this. Imam Nawi, where he says, Man yaish minkum ba'di fa sayrah, ikhtilaf in kathira, fa alaykum bi sunnati, wa sunnatu khulfa rashidina mahdiyin min ba'di. To the end of the narration. So he said, this is when it appeared. Meaning after the messenger. During the time of the companions. In that second generation, you start seeing the bit of the Qadriya appear. But now he's talking about the, the place. So then Shaykh Fawzan, Saleh Fawzan, Hafidahullah. He says that, then, as it relates to the types, he says, Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah ta'ala, says, فَإِنَّ الْأَمْسَارِ الْكِبَارِ الَّتِي سَكَنَحَا أَسْحَابَ الرَّسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَخَرَجَ مِنْحَا الْعِلْمِ وَالْإِيمَانِ خَمْسِ حَرَمَانِ وَالرَّقَانِ وَشَانِ وَمِنْهَا خَرَجَ الْقُرْآنِ وَالْحَدِيثِ وَالْفِقْحِ وَالْعِبَادَةِ 
وما يتبع ذلك من امور الاسلام so then he goes on to say that Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah ta'ala he said that the major places that in which the companions resided in the companions of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam those places in which came out of it knowledge and iman are five Haraman, Mecca, Medina Araqan and Sham like the Iraq Baghdad, those areas. He said, and from it came the Quran and Hadith and Fiqh and Ibadah and what followed after that from the affairs of Islam. And he said, also, خَرَجَ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْأَمْسَارِ بِدْعِي وَسُلِيَّةِ غَيْرَ الْمَدِينَةِ النَّبَوِيَّةِ he said, and also it came from these places that he mentioned. He said, Bid'ah came, except from Medina. Except from Medina. And he said, like in Kufa, which Iraqan, which is those area like Baghdad, like I mentioned, you know. He said, from there, it came the Bid'ah of the Shia and the Marji'ah. And he spread it after that in other places. And he said in Basra came the Bidah of the Qadriyyah and the Mu'tazila. He said also in the corruption of asceticism, meaning Sufiya. And he spread it to other places than that. And then he said also in Sham came the Bidah of the Qadriyyah. And also he said as for Tajahm, or meaning Jajahmiyyah, he said, indeed, it appeared from the Khurasan, and he said, it is the worst of bid'ah, the worst of it. And then he mentions that, as well as the, the killing of Uthman. And then that appeared from that, the bid'ah of the Hurariya, meaning a group of the Khawarij, came, came about. He said, but as for Medina and Nabawiyya, the city of the Prophet He said, but as for Medina Nabawiyya, the city of the Prophet it was free from these innovations. These innovations were not there. They were not there. And then he mentions the Itizal uh, or that practice of the Mu'tazila. He said, their bid'ah came also in Basra and in Sham. And he said, indeed, it was apparent. And now we go to, and as I mentioned, I'm summarizing uh, this for the introduction. For further clarification, go back to, as I mentioned, the lecture of our brother, Abu Abdul Salam al in relation to this portion of the book. Uh, you can refer to him to ask him exactly when it was it should be available on his website, I believe, inshallah. So now the Shaykh mentions the causes that led the Muslims to bid'ah. And he said, مِمَّا لَا شَكْ فِيهِ أَنَا الْإِتِّسَامِ بِكِتَابِ وَسُنَّةِ فِيهِ مُنْجَاءِ مِنَ الْوَكُوعِ فِي الْبِدْعِ وَالضَّلَالَةِ وَقَالَ تَعَالَى وَأَنَا هَذَا ثَرَاتَ مُسْتَقِيمًا فَتَبِعُوهُ وَلَا تَبِعُوا سُبُلَ فَتَفَرَّقُوا بِكُمْ عَنْ سُبِلِهِ Surah Al-An'am, the 153rd ayah. 
So he says, no doubt that sticking to the book and the sunnah, there's safety from falling into innovation and misguidance. As Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, indeed, this is my path. So follow it. And do not follow the paths that separate you from my path. And this is Surah An'am, the 153rd ayah. The 153rd ayah. And then he, then he talks about the narration of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when the Messenger clarified this as reported by Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu where he said that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he drew a line in the sand. And then from that line he drew other lines from the right and to the left. And then he said the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said this meaning a straight line Excuse me, it's the path of Allah. <coughs> From the other line, he said, it's the path of the shaitan. And he said, <coughs> meaning the path of the shaitan, and at the head of it, those who call to it. And then he recited the verse, to the end of it. Then he recited this verse, Surah An'am, the 153rd ayah. And in closing, we mentioned the, the causes, because he, he started the causes by introducing that it will take place. So then he mentions, without any detail, I'm just going to mention the causes without explaining them. As I mentioned, you can go back to the lecture our brother did to get further clarification. He said the first cause is al-jahl bi-ahkam al-deen, is the Muslims being ignorant of the rulings of the deen The first cause And it's important that every Muslim Every one of us We must know at least the far'een Those things that are obligatory From the five pillars it, it is a must That no one else can relieve you Of those particular actions You must understand them and know them yourself It's an obligation Those things that are far'kifaya Janazah, khutbah, da'wah Like this those lead those to the specialists. Lead those to the people who understand those affairs. It's not incumbent upon you to give a khutbah unless you qualify. It's not incumbent upon you to do janazah unless you qualify. It's for kifaya. Meaning, if one person in our locale does it, it relieves the rest, rest of the Muslimin from it. But if there's no one in our area who knows how to do it, then all of us are in sin. So it's for kifaya. It's not our affair. Dawah. Dawah is the job of the ulama. Primarily, and the Talib al the du'at, like this, and those who have qualifications to, to call on that which they know, and that's it. But it's, it's not obligatory upon you. It's not obligatory. You convey what you know, but it's not an obligation for you now to go and say, I have to call, uh, you know, I have to go to university and give them da'wah at the university. I have to give the, the khutbah, I have to you know, do writings, and it's not, it's not, like, not an obligation. That's far kifaya. <clears throat> but the things that are far'ayn, you must know. Those rulings in relation to your wudu, the salat, fasting, wakadhalik. So he said the first cause is ignorance of the rulings of the deen. The second cause of bid'ah in which the Muslims fall into, he said, ittiba' al-hawa, following desires. Following desires. The third type is having ta'asub. To the opinions of men Sticking fanatically To the opinions of men Like you find the followers of Hajuri do And Halabi And all the other people 
who 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 whose ulama have deemed to be dal mudil or mubtadi' and the likes of that. You find people clinging tenaciously to their opinions. So this is the third cause of a person um, falling into innovation. The fourth cause, he said, tashabbaha bil kufar, imitating the kufar, imitating the kufar. That's the fourth type. Or the fourth, re I'm sorry, the fourth cause. And this is what he mentions. And with that, we're going to close out, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, so we conclude today, tonight. May Allah accept it from me and from you with this base, basic brief introduction of bid'ah. And next week, inshallah, we're going to start with the groups. Inshallah. We're going to start with the groups. And I want, inshallah ta'ala, I want everyone to pay attention when we go over these groups. Because although some of these groups are not prevalent today, physically, but their ideology still exists. The ideology still exists. And they exist amongst not only the common people, but some of these YouTube scholars. Some of these YouTube callers. These people who have beautiful speech. These people who may have even studied with some of the shiuch that we are familiar with. But they've went astray. So you may find that some of these people are reviving whether knowingly or unknowingly some of the principles of Ahlul Bid'ah or some of the uh, maqalat of Ahlul Bid'ah or some of the qaliyya i'tiqadiyya some of the, the innovative beliefs of statements of the people of Bid'ah and so on and so forth so you're going to see inshallah so it's important to pay close attention when we cover these groups inshallah ta'ala because we're going to talk about as I mentioned the origin of the group how they started we're going to talk about some of their main uh, practices of innovation, their main statements of innovation, and how they went astray and how it differs from Ahl Sunnah, inshallah ta'ala. So, with Allah's tawfiq. So, we want to, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to detail these things in the next coming uh, uh, sittings, inshallah. So, with that, we say, Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik, Ashadun la ilaha ila ant, astaghfirullah أقول قولي هذا أستغفر الله لي ولكم ونصر الله تفيه وثبات Anything I said was correct is from Allah and from Allah alone Anything I said from mistake is from myself and the shaitan So حفظكم الله من كل شاء وأسكنكم في جناته السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته